0: Hey, 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 what's going on, y'all? Saved on not Mean Soft. Brother J. I knew some back. you know the name of the podcast. Like I said, Saved Don't Mean Soft. Um, I am very, very uh blessed to be able to come on and, and do another episode with you all. I just feel like every time you know get to do one of these episodes, it's just it's a blessing to let God work through me. Um just to you know discuss these topics from a Christian perspective. So, you also the title of it, we're talking about debt forgiveness might not be exactly what you were thinking, but um, we're going to dive into it and kind of go from there. All right, so without any further ado, we ain't waiting. We're not hesitating. we jumping in. I want to tell you all a quick story as we start. When we the beginning, I'm going to jump right into a story. You guys know how I do. If you're listening to any of my other episodes, if you heard me preach before, you know I, I have to illustrate through uh, either personal stories or things that, you know, um, stories that I've, I've heard about. This is a personal story. So this situation, I was in high school and uh, went to a pretty rough high school um, before leaving and graduated. Um, I graduated from home school eventually. And um, it was uh, high school I went to Tulsa McLean High School. So uh, you can picture me like a 95, you know, young freshman going there and um, my pops had told me he was like you know before you go here you know you make sure you're getting your word and study and pray you know and I you know I heard him say that but I'm thinking I was just you know my dad just saying something you know you know you're young and you're young you're dumb I was like 14 you know so I wasn't really you know uh, understanding what he was trying to tell me my dad's not the the greatest communicator you know so he just kind of throws things out there and then when he does speak he just you know he doesn't really dive into break it all down my mom is more of that person so that's up, you know, you know, make sure you're getting your word and I'm thinking, oh okay. I didn't really think much of it. But he was he was so right. He was so right. Um, at this school, it was so much um uh, man, it was so wild. The school was, it was wild. There was so much going on, in the school, gangs, drugs, um, uh, violence. I mean, it was just all kind of crazy stuff. So anyway, there was a guy who went to the, our school. And this guy was you know, he wasn't I wouldn't say he was uh, mentally challenged or anything at first. He was he was just a little different, you know, kind of a uh comical guy, you know, did silly things, kinda silly type of guy. And um for whatever reason, I don't know why he did it. I don't know why to this day why this guy did that. But so he goes to the at school in lunch one time and um you know he's he said uh he, he wants to join a gang. He told word you know, some, some guys there they want to join a gang and because he was so silly, he was just, you know, he was a silly guy, you know, and Um, because, because of that, the gangs, you know, they didn't really look at him as, um, someone they would necessarily want to be a part of that gang, you know? Um, he was tall and, you know, he had long arms. So I'm assuming they would, you know, that, that, that might be something they consider when he could, you know, as far as fighting and all that. But honestly, you know, he was, he really wasn't a typical target for gang recruitment. You know, they normally want to recruit somebody who could benefit, right? Their gang. So anyway, long story short, um, when he, he tells, uh, some guys he want to join the gang, and then word spreads. Oh, he's he, so and so wants to join the gang. So man, they get him, they get him in the um, you know to to meet up um on the football field. They say, meet us at the football field, man. We're gonna you know we're gonna put you on, you know. And for those who don't know, put you on means that that just means that uh, get initiated, right? Uh, getting jumped in. And um so he's thinking, okay, you know, he he's ready. He is what he says he's ready. He gets there, and what he didn't know was because of he, him being such a you know silly guy and kind of, he's a little different. Like I said, he was a little different kind of guy, but, um, because of him being that way, uh, it, nobody, the gang guys, they didn't take it. They didn't take his request serious. I mean, cause really normally most guys don't ask to be in a gang. You kind of just, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you see guys hanging out with a gang, uh, gang members and they hang out for a while and then they start, you know, um, getting into different situations with them. And then eventually, you know, the, the gang asks them, you know, to join, but this guy, he he just wanted to, he asked the game. So that was all, that was the first red flag, you know, uh, no pun intended, but that was the first red flag in that situation. So he gets, you know, by the time he gets to meet the the rest of the guys on the football field, it's multiple gangs out there. And it's just crazy. This is multiple gangs. I think he was trying to join Crips, um, one of the Crip gangs. We had this multiple, multiple Crip gangs we got um, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um but he was wanting to join one of the Crip gangs and um, it just got to the point where I mean we it was Crips, Bloods, it was everybody out there. And they beat him. They beat him. They beat the boy pretty bad. It was, it was bad. And he I mean, he was an example to, to everybody, really. Like, because after that, that's why I said earlier, I said he wasn't mentally challenged, you know, yet. Unfortunately after that. He, he wasn't the same mentally he, This guy, I mean, he was already, like I said, a little silly And kind of different, you know But he was, man, he It was bad It was pretty bad he, Like I said, he wasn't the same He didn't, he didn't talk the same didn't, It was just bad And that was kind of the thing that You know, you may say well, What does that have to do with this 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 uh, this podcast episode? Well, it, it has everything to do with it Because I want to talk about this idea of debt forgiveness, Right and um, just remember that story, cause I'm going to kind of link back to that. But there has been, you know, there was an announcement that the President Joe Biden announced that um, they were going to do student loan forgiveness, forgiving student loans for people and, you know, to give people a chance to kind of get back on their feet. And um, if they wanted to go back to school, that option is there now because, you know, some people couldn't go back because, you know, that's that's old. Me personally, you know, I have a. Uh, a little bit of a student loan debt that's still there, and and this it's a it's a great thing for me, you know. So um, many people are are really uh, blessed and fortunate because of that that um, announcement. Uh, but the problem we have we have people who are claiming to be Christian, people who say they're Christian. They say they love the Lord. They say they're you know about family values and morals, and these and these people are upset by the president's announcement to forgive debt. So these people are saying that, you know, that forgiveness, is, this shouldn't happen like this, you know, for a student loans, they're saying it's a handout, they're saying, you know, why do we, you know, we're making people lazy because they're too lazy to pay back their debt and blah, 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 blah. All that, all that is being said by people. They're, they're looking at it in the perspective that, you know, people who are getting their debts forgiven are just bums, basically. And these are people who are claiming to be Christians. And what hurts the most for me personally as a Christian and a minister of the gospel is not the fact that people who claim to be Christians are are taking this stance that they're taking, you know, or they they don't value the, the benefits of debt forgiveness. That, that's not what hurts me. What hurts me is when I see atheists and non-believers, non-Christians say, don't you guys claim to be a part of a religion that's based off of debt forgiveness? That, that question that an atheist would ask that knowing that these people claim to be Christians, these atheists will say, they will say, they're asking the question. They're saying, you guys claim to be a part of a religion that's based off of debt forgiveness. Jesus forgave our debts. He forgave our sins. And, and this is something that as Christians, we all should know. We should be completely fluent in understanding about that our debt has been forgiven. When Jesus got on that cross. He got that cruel cross, Calvary. He forgave our debts, right? He forgave he, the, the sins of the world. He, I mean, he forgave. In Luke, you, you, so many different illustrations of Jesus, of uh, forgiving debts. Luke chapter twenty three talks about, you know, he, he's telling his father, God, Jesus tells his father, forgive them. They know not, know, they know not what they do. You know, that's just one example. Um, You know, along with the the sacrifice of dying on a a brutal uh, death that he suffered on the cross. And that's that's what our religion, Christianity, is based off of. Christianity is based off of our debt being forgiven. A debt we can never repay, ever. Never repay. It makes me think of um, a scripture that I see in Luke. Luke chapter 6 and verse 46. Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord? And do not do what I say, right? He's like, Why do you call me Lord? What do you what are you what are you claiming to say you love the Lord and, and calling me Lord? And because to call someone the of Lord, right? That is a very high praise, right? And that's not only in Jewish culture, but in, in, in any culture, to call someone Lord. And Jesus is saying, Why do you say this? Why do you address me as as the Lord but and pretend you love me, but you don't do what I say? This is what Jesus is asking. And these same people that we're talking about, these people who feel like debts being forgiven is such a bad thing. These people are claiming to be Christians. They claim to love Jesus. They claim to be about God. These same people. Now, I, t- I mentioned a story earlier. You heard my, my opening story about the, the guy I went to school with who was beat brutally uh, in a gang initiation, right? Um, I, I, I mentioned that because it just the way I grew up and where I grew up gangs were everywhere they were everywhere it was nothing you couldn't you couldn't get away from gangs everybody um gangs were everywhere you had to be affiliated with a gang you had to have your own crew or something because that's really kind of how it was growing up in Tulsa Oklahoma in the the 90s um especially in the North Tulsa right so i want to i want to kind of break something down here now in the there's a few things that you can take Right, in the hood, in the hood, you can take being called broke, right? Oh, you broke because everybody's kind of struggling, right? Um, you can take being called broke, you can take being called ugly. Uh, I mean, it hurts to be called ugly in the hood, but you know, you can you can take that, you know, hey, so and so, you ugly, you know, okay, you can deal with that. Uh, you can take being called funky, you know, that, oh, that old funky joker, you know, he stink. you know, that you can take being called a stinky guy. You can deal with that. Now it'll hurt your chances with a you know a girl, but at the same time, that's okay. But the, to be called a perpetrator, that's a death sentence. Brothers and sisters, understand in the hood to be called a perpetrator is a death sentence because that means I'll translate that. That means essentially you're you're claiming something that you're not. That means you're you're false flagging. False flagging is also a death sentence, right? Where you pretend to be affiliated with one gang um and you're pretending like you're a part of this gang but you're not you haven't done anything um, uh, you haven't done the, the prerequisites, right? You haven't done the things that are required of you to be in this gang you, there's an initiation to be in gang so to be labeled as a perpetrator or a false flagger, right? False flagging, those type of things mean death or brutal beating in the gang world in the hood, unfortunately and i compare that to what's going on now. see in a gang world if i if i were around and i pretend like i'm a part of a gang or the colors and where the bandana and all that stuff and i get challenged by someone who's also a member and they say hey man so who put you on? right? who initiated you? or who's your OG? right? and i can't answer. i don't have a response. well, it, it, some dire consequences will come for that with that. Now let's think about Christianity. Imagine this idea that people are claiming to be Christians. They're saying they're Christians. They're claiming it. They talk about godly values and family and all these things and Christianity, but they don't have the love of God in their heart. They don't have, they don't do what, what a Christian is supposed to do. They're not doing the things that, that come with being a Christian. They're not. Um, that's a very scary thing. Uh, Mark chapter seven and verse six tells us, it says, he replied I said, uh, so Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. As it is written, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. Jesus is making it plain. He's making it plain. He's like these, you know. He's talking about the, the prophet Isaiah. He goes back and says, you know, Isaiah the prophet was was right. What he said about you hypocrites, you guys, you you, you claim to honor God with, with with your mouth and you say this, with it's lip service, and you know, but your hearts are far from me this is what jesus is saying and and that's the thing that makes you understand like if i pretend and like i said for some of you all if you all maybe don't get this correlation or think it's extreme i just hope you all can just try to think outside of just the norm here right but i'm using this gang reference because like i said the gang if you say you're a part of a gang and you do not uh you have not been initiated you have not done the things that gang members have to do to get gain credibility or or to keep your status. If you haven't done those things, gang members will chew you up and spit you out literally. Um, but I want us to ask the question, what do you think Jesus Christ will do for us who savor Christians with our mouth, who say we love the Lord with our mouth, but our actions don't follow that? What do y'all think God will do? What do you think he's going to do to people who are claiming constantly that they are Christians and that they love the Lord, but these same people don't have compassion. They don't have love in their heart. They don't have mercy. They don't have those things. What do you think God sees when he sees people act this way? Don't y'all to understand that. I mean, like I said, a gang on earth <laughs> um, or any criminal organization, if you pretend to be a part of their organization, you can suffer a brutal beating that could lead to death. Understand To pretend like you are a Christian. To play the role of a a Christian but really be a hypocrite. Understand that means that a brutal physical beating is nothing compared to what will be in store for people who pretend to be Christians. Jesus said once that, that it's better to tie a millstone around your neck than to lead one of my children astray. It's better to tie a stone on your neck and jump into the water and sink to the bottom. It's better to do that than to lead someone astray. And but well, that's the picture Jesus was painting there is that for you to lead someone astray, pretending for you to give false information, to pretend to not live by the word of God that you claim to be a part of, to make, to cause someone else to also be led astray. You might as well suffer on earth while you can, because it's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. And I hope y'all can really feel me when I'm talking about on here, because You all see this as well. Now, this is not a Republican Democrat thing. I I mean, I'm an independent, just to clarify that. I know that for some people, they may have different, I don't care about, you know, I don't have any loyalty to either Republican or Democrat. I am an independent and I'm selfish with my voting. I'm selfish with any uh, uh, um, po- uh, politics when it comes to what benefits and applies to, to my family and, and people um, who, that are less fortunate. That's what I vote for. Things like that. That's where my stance is. We are Christians and we do, you know, we vote. We, 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 we have political choices. I'm independent. I don't subscribe to either left or the right. Okay, understand that first and foremost. Uh, I'm a Christian before anything else. So that's how I look at things. But in the same manner, it does trouble me. It troubles me, you know, when I see um so many people who who are perpetrating Christianity. You know, and we, we see it a lot. Like I said, um some of these the same people who are claiming that debt forgiveness is a handout, these people receive hundreds of thousands of dollars from the government in PPP loans, right? These same people receive hundreds of thousands, millions in some cases of PPP loans for their businesses and for their, you know, their namesake, right? These people receive their, they got their debts forgiven, but they don't want anyone else to have the same opportunity. That's not the love of God, brothers and sisters, right? That's not, I'm sorry. I know some of y'all made me look at it. Listen, understand, like I said before, this is not about, you know, any side when it comes to politics. This is about Christians. And for non-Christians, I want you all to understand, for you non-Christians who hear this, understand Christianity is really, it's not to be affiliated with any political party, really. It's not. It should be, uh, we should be really free agents. And able to choose how he want, you know, but the way we choose uh, as Christians politically should always be based on what God what has instruct us to do, what he would want us to do through his word. God wants us to be loving and compassionate, right? He wants us to stand against oppression, all forms of oppression. We have to understand that. And the one thing we can see here, that's the form of oppression. By you making someone, you're claiming that someone is a bum or, or lazy because they're getting their debts forgiven. But but you've been hypocritical because you got yours forgiven, right? So, you know, it's one of those things to where you can't claim to, you know, to, to be a Christian and, and say you are, but you don't live it, right? You don't live it because you don't have compassion. You can't do that and think that your reward in heaven is waiting on you because there's not a reward waiting for people like that. It's just not. Um, we have to be more conscious, I think, because even people who have that stance, they need to know while they're still breathing they can ask god to forgive them and and god is forgiving he's merciful that's what he does he forgives he forgives us we in hebrews 8 says i forgive for i will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more i mean we, we understand we have a god who's that merciful who will literally forgive our wickedness and he won't remember anything else we did he won't remember our wickedness anymore we we might still remember it but not jesus so I want to make sure we understand how that works. And like I said, I know that may have been extreme using the gang comparison, but I don't think there's any other way to put it clear. You know, like I said, gang members make no mistake. Gang members, um, they're they've made to be celebrities sometimes nowadays and, you know, hip hop and things like that. But when you see a gang member, right, especially one who's been in the gang for, for multiple years, They've hurt people, man. They've killed people. They've they've robbed people. They've done horrible things because that's what those are requirements to be in those gangs. You can't be in the gang uh, if you're being nice to everybody and you're shaking everybody's hand and you're loving. That's not what gang life is. Just like in Christianity, you can't be a Christian if you don't if you don't love people, if you don't pray for people, if you don't care for other people. You can't claim Christianity if you don't do those things. So that's the parallel I wanted to make. Um, hope it made sense and i believe that if you just you know really take time to think about what i'm saying i think it would make sense to you all i want to thank you all for listening um those for taking your time you know to to play this in your cars and i'm just so excited to to um, be able to you know be on spotify apple music it's just exciting for me but i'm thankful for you guys for taking the time to listen to me on there and, and just you know tuning in uh, i want to keep bringing it and you got, i hope you guys keep on listening And trusting God always remember that God, you know, you never, none none of you all ever have to worry about being alone through whatever you got going on in your life. Anything you're dealing with, know that God is there with you. He just, you know, all you have to do is admit to what he already knows, right? Admit you need him. Admit you need help. You know, for Christians, that's all we have to do is just say, Lord, I'm, I I admit it. I messed up. That's all a Christian has to do. So, um, just want to make sure you guys understand that and know that, um, God is everything and your problems are are really um, nothing too great that God can't solve. Thank you all. God bless.